0: Hi, lovely. Welcome to this week's episode. My name's Charlotte. If you're new here to the Ambitious and Inspired podcast, and I hope you are really well and having a great start to your day. If you're listening in real time, I hope you had a fabulous bank holiday Easter weekend. I don't know about you, but I ate way too much chocolate. (laughs) But hey, it was Easter and I was definitely allowed. (laughs) So today's episode, I'm really excited to share with you. It's the first interview of the podcast and I'm sharing a chat I had with a fellow photographer and friend who I've had the pleasure of knowing for about five years now. And that's Rachel from Rachel Jane Photography. Rachel is a family photographer based in Swindon, working with families across Wiltshire, in the Cotswolds and Gloucestershire here in the UK. She's a really talented photographer who has a beautiful, warm, soulful and emotive style of photography and seeks those natural unposed moments and documents truthful memories for families. Her work's amazing and if you check out the show notes below or over on the website I will leave all the details for Rachel's website and social media links and also the details about the workshop that she mentions later in the interview in today's chat we talk all about Rachel starting her photography career and what that looked like we also chatted about her finding her style and really developing her niche into family photography from wedding photography so I really hope you enjoy this conversation and um, you might relate to Rachel's story in some way but there are definitely some amazing takeaways and pieces of advice in here that I think will help you in your business today so let's take it away I hope you enjoy this episode if you're a female photographer entrepreneur entrepreneur business owner and total boss with big dreams, this is the place for you to be. My name's Charlotte, I'm here to help you discover that you can create a successful, profitable business and most importantly, a life that you love. We're going to be chatting all things photography, business, goals, branding and lifestyle, you name it. But my main aim is to inspire and empower you to go after your dreams, create the strategies, take action and get fully booked in your business and change your life. So I'm welcoming you today to the Ambitious and Inspired Podcast. Hey and welcome back to the podcast, today is a super special one as I'm joined here by my friend and fellow photographer Rachel, so welcome to the podcast, hello, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today and I'd love for us to start this interview by you giving you know a bit of an introduction to yourself, who you are and what you do and what your business is.
1: Okay so I'm Rachel and I am a family and wedding photographer but primarily I do family stuff now um, I'm based in Swindon in Wiltshire, and that's all I have to say about me
0: <laughs> no that's totally okay that's what the interview is all about so it'd be great if you could share a bit about your journey and your backstory and sort of what led you up to today and how you're running your photography business
1: oh god well I started back in oh god, it's, such, it's such a long journey I feel like it forever it's been like the last ten years um, you know, I I got encouraged by a friend to go back and study a GCSE in photography and took my first wedding in two thousand, which was a friend's wedding, and then I just kind of built up all the weddings. Um, that's obviously where I met you, um, and yeah, since then it's kind of evolved, and I've just gone from that to shooting more emotive portraits of families.
0: Amazing and I know that you um obviously when we first met you were also doing equine photography so yes I always forget about that. So when when did that start how did that come about?
1: Um well I've always I mean I've ridden horses since I was three years old Um, I had horses when I was younger and then my job before starting any businesses was I I was working at an equine equestrian centre so it was kind of a natural move for me to go from doing weddings to then trying to start to go into equine stuff yeah um but at the time it just didn't really kind of it didn't really kick off as, as well as I wanted it to so yeah I didn't I didn't pursue it
0: and so that's where you were sort of doing weddings and the equine at the same time
1: <laughs> the weddings at the beginning I literally just did because I it was money you know I, I did them for money rather than what I was doing at the time, I I wasn't really in love with it until I went and did a Mm. workshop, a fine art workshop, and changed my whole style. Then I started to get clients that I really love.
0: I guess it's one of those things as well when you're starting out and really trying to establish your style and you're not kind of sure which way you're wanting to go and I guess what those sort of like dream clients are that kind of light you up as well, that gets you sort of passionate about it. So I I totally get what you're saying. Uh, So at what point did you realise that you you know you found photography you fell in love with it and at what point did you realize that you wanted it to turn into a business or that you could turn it into a business
1: well it's kind of in two parts really because I always wanted it to be a business but I already had a business so after I finished working at the equestrian center I started a cleaning business um, and I thought right I'll just do that for six months and I'll work on my photography and then I'll I'll be a photographer and it just never happened because as you know you can only really focus on one thing at a time and all of my focus went into the cleaning because it got so busy and I had so many more clients than I thought I would so the cleaning became a lot busier than I thought it was going to be so I didn't really have time to do the cleaning business Um, and photography was just a side thing so I did weddings and then I got approached by somebody that I knew who said could I come and photograph her newborn and I was a bit like oh, it's not really my thing, but I'll try it. Um, This is before I had Dexter as well. Um, And yeah, and I loved it. It was a really good good session and she loved the images. Uh, But I'm just one of those people that, if I do something good once, I kind of think I'm going to make a business out of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing though. Cause
0: I think that you kind of really have to have that confidence to back yourself when you're starting a business as well. I think we have to kind of be our own cheerleaders in the beginning. So I love that you've got that side to you where you, you know, you started your cleaning business. You've obviously got a real taste for like entrepreneurship yeah. and like starting businesses, how you can scale it, how you can monetize it. And I think that just shows in every aspect of what you do because you go for it and you back yourself and see how, how you make it work. It's almost like a, you turn it into like a make or yeah. break situation, like I have to make this work, um, which is amazing. And I think also I come from a similar side, although it wasn't my own business at the start when I worked in corporate and I was doing the photography on the side, that side hustle, it kind of makes you like really um, you know thrive and want to grow that, but you also don't have that pressure initially to start mm. with. Yeah. Um, But you can just kind of see it flourish and, you know, you have more of that time to kind of put into it and let it grow and nurture over time. Whereas, you know, if you only had the photography business to start with, it might just be a bit more like just do whatever. Whereas you have that time to kind of learn and grow and like you say, do the weddings and then start newborns, which is amazing. I put my hands up to you. I did one newborn session once and it was like four and a half hours long. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. I don't think I can do this.
1: Yeah, they are. They are very long sessions. Um, and I have to say, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of newborn photographers out there who don't have children and they are amazing. But for me, once I had my own baby, then it changed for me because I, you know, I'd never... I mean, I have nephews and I've held them as newborns, but handling a newborn in that situation and knowing how to get them to go to sleep, for instance, that's, that's something I've only learned in the last yeah. two years. Um, I've started doing wrapping techniques, um, changed my whole entire session, I, like cut it down from like four hours to two. Amazing. Once, once you wrap the baby, they just go to sleep. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I love, I love that. So your newborns, obviously, you've kind of really established this niche um, for yourself. And I, I would love to know why family photography really speaks to you. What makes you passionate about your work um, and how that's kind of all comes together for you?
1: Yeah. So basically, when I was pregnant, um, I was still doing the cleaning business. And then I had Dexter. Uh, And then I was on maternity leave and me and Rich talked about what I was going to do. I could go back and do a bit of cleaning or I had a job lined up at his work as a receptionist. Um, And then we just went out for dinner one night and I just said, I'm not going to go back. I'm just going to do photography. And that's where, because I then had a family myself, I just decided that family photography was going to be my niche. Um, The weddings were too... You know, when you've got a family, weddings are so intense. They're like most weekends and yeah, family photography is most weekends as well, but not for 12 hour days, you know, and it just didn't fit with me. Um, And doing family photography just fits more with my lifestyle and my child. And I like to create images that capture real emotion so
0: yeah and I think that really comes through in your work as well and I think just touching on what you just said there I think it's so important as well as business owners to adapt our businesses through our own life as well so like you said like the long weekends with weddings didn't fit with your life and your lifestyle how that had changed becoming a mother so I think that's amazing that you were able to yeah. transition your business obviously still offer weddings and stuff but the, the primary focus is families and I think that's amazing so I When I look at your work, I I just love it. I, it makes me feel like a real love and appreciation for family photography. And I think it's a real talent to be able to capture a family and children in such a soulful, emotive and like heartfelt way that you do. So I'd love to know how you make your clients feel comfortable on a ship because yeah. your work's so beautiful. It's not these sort of like cheesy shots. I think there's a real um it, they they do just seem so natural and I'd love to know how you navigate that process and how you make your clients feel comfortable on a shoot
1: so when they book I send out a questionnaire um so that you know I know the names of all the kids and I, t- I ask them if there's anything I need to know about their children like what are their likes and um things they dislike but really when I'm on the, sh- the session I'm I'm not really a a big planner. I I don't really plan a lot of stuff. We just go for a walk. um, And I always say to them, you know, let's just go for a walk and you do what you would do on a normal family walk and I'm just there capturing it. And I (laughs) I always start with mum. I always focus on mum because dads just never want to be there anyway. Um, It's just one of those things. And they really relax. As soon as you say to them, dad, why don't you take, um, because if there's a big family and uh, let's say, for instance, we've got a newborn, on the session I say dad why don't you take the other kids off in the background and I'll I'll work with mum and newborn and you know you can still see dad in the pictures he's in in the background but it just relaxes everybody and then mum really gets into it and I think once mum gets into it she gives off this kind of vibe that everyone else starts relaxing as well so it's yeah it's just very natural and I I do do some slightly posed images you know if if I sit them down and they're all sat together and then I say to them oh you know I'll ask them a funny question like who's the worst cook or something like that and it just sends them into this kind of chat about cooking and and then I just sort of capture what I see so yeah it's very natural.
0: No I love it and I think that really comes comes across in your photos and I think yeah like I said I think there's a real talent to family photography which you definitely nail because well, I always think that in, until I'd have ch- children of my own, I don't think I'd be able to sort of really get into, into it. I don't know if you felt like there
1: was a difference once you had Dexter yeah, yourself. definitely. definitely a difference. I just... And because when, when Dexter was born, I had postnatal depression uh, for six months and it was awful. I mean, to the point where I thought I'd made a big mistake. You know and Richard's mum would come over and i would just give her dexter because i just couldn't deal with it i couldn't deal with him crying i just it, it really was horrible for me but once that passed and the relationship i have with him now when i see new mums i just automatically think oh i hope they're not going through what i went through and i just want to like i don't know i just want to give them a big hug and i want to be there for them and i just feel that that connection they have with their child I know what that feels like, so I can really, you know, yeah, get that get that across in an image.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that, and I obviously I didn't know that about you, but I think that yes. also makes you really relate to your client, who's not just the children; it's the the mother yeah. who's booking the session. So I think that's that's amazing, and also such an important moment to capture those stages of life with your child and as a parent, you know, because time flies by so quickly so it really does makes it so special
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: so in the time we've known each other your niche are really adapted um and I find that people coming into this profession neither know exactly what they want to photograph or what their main service offering is going to be and on the other hand they aren't sure where to begin with they try lots of different niches or they stumble into photography and then they're like oh maybe I could turn this into the business so I love that you spoke about you know obviously when we first met you were a wedding photographer for you know to me so I now feel that you've really transitioned your business and found your niche which you're so incredible at and it's so great that you're also able to still offer other services like you know weddings and your branding photography as well.
1: So yeah I feel like having the weddings um doing the weddings first has given me some Really good experience that I bring forward into my family photography. Like, for instance, as you know, as a wedding photographer, um, capturing details, I feel that that's helped me. I bring that into my family photography and I capture details, not just pictures of the whole family. I like to go in real close and get hands and feet and hair. I love just hair flowing around. That's the kind of thing that I've learned from doing weddings and I think that really
0: expands a collection of photos that someone gets as well they're not just you know a couple of lovely photos you really do get a story through it you know like you say really captures that sort of emotive side which comes through in those detail shots putting together a whole collection
1: yeah definitely and that's like for me when I'm culling a gallery I'm literally I mean because a session I could shoot like 600 photos and I'm culling that right down to 80 so and they are like the best of the best. And they have to tell a story. So I'm always remembering to put in right pulled back images with a lot of landscape and then you know, details and yeah, just to create a story.
0: Yeah, no, and I think you do that so well. That's a really good cull, by the way. I'm I'm definitely a over <laughs> overshooter, but I'm also an over-generous because I can't decide I'm like, oh I love that one. Oh I love that one too. But I just have both of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do you know I learned that in the last what, two years because it, doing the editing was taking me so long because I don't just edit in Lightroom. I take every image into Photoshop as well. So, you know, imagine doing that for 200 images.
0: Yeah, of course. That's too yeah. much.
1: So and, and people don't need that many photos.
0: No, no. And I think that's a really nice transition into um, what I wanted to chat to you about with your editing. So um, I wondered if you were happy to chat about your style and finding your style, because when I first met you, obviously you were... Style was very fine art, light, bright, film-like. Your wedding style was just beautiful, and same with your equine; those beautiful, you know, light, desaturated greens, that real film-esque look. Yeah. And I feel like your styles really transitioned over the years to this amazing, warm style. That not only in your edit, but your overall style of posing too. And I, I, I really feel like it's you. I think I said this to you the other day. I just. I could scroll through Instagram and see one of your photos and I'd know that it's your photo. So I'd love for you to chat through um, your process and journey of finding your style in, in shooting and in editing as well.
1: Well, I think um, back in the day when we were, when we knew each other from our other group, fine art photography was such a big thing. And I just got a bit swept up in it. I thought it was so beautiful. Um, and that's when I started shooting film. But, you know, shooting film is not sustainable for your business, in my opinion. It was just so expensive and it looked really beautiful for the equine stuff, Um, but when I tried to put that over into digital, it just wasn't the same. Um, And there's another photographer I know, Claire Robinson, she's a really good friend of mine. Um, And she, we're always talking about editing, we've got so many presets. And one day she sent me across a new a new preset and she said, oh, I just think you, you will like this because what I was trying to create with the fine art stuff, it was just lacking contrast. So she sent me this really good preset and I was like, oh, this is it for me. This is what I want to use. And then, since then, I've actually changed it one more time, <laughs> um, adapted to something a bit warmer and a bit more, I don't know the word, um, not not grainy but it's just it's just a, a warmer preset I
0: think it's got like a real earthy tone to yes. it like it's got yes. that grit t- like yeah. yeah like you say grain but it's got that real texture to it
1: yeah it's a really popular preset as well a lot of people use it and I've tweaked it to with an inch of its life now so it's its like my preset but um when I first started I, I mean I don't know about you but I didn't have Facebook mm-hmm. until I was 25 I didn't know that Instagram was a business platform so I wasn't really looking at other photographers but now it's a big platform for me and I see a lot of American photographers and they are my biggest um influence I think I love the style but you know we don't live in America we don't have that same landscape that they have no that light or that evening light that they get is so beautiful but yeah so I just tried to sort of bring that across into my work
0: yeah and I think the styles are always an ever, ever evolving thing as well I yeah. think it's not something there's like a a one and done and this is it this is how my yeah. style is going to be for, for
1: the no, definitely future not. but uh, one thing that I did find is that when I see a picture of a mum and a baby if it's in a fine art style I just don't relate to it and it's really strange because I, it, I find it beautiful but I don't see the connection but when I see a photo that is darker moodier and I just feel like it looks really raw, so I don't know maybe it's a yeah that's yeah, really interesting my, my eyes.
0: <laughs> well I mean if if that's the way you connect with it, then that's how your client is connecting with it yeah. as well and I think that's that's the main thing is no right or wrong is there really I know there's a lot of um, technical uh, yeah. opinions out there about you know what makes a good photo in terms of edit and composition, but I think ultimately if you're connecting with a photo or a style and your client is also connecting with that, then that's the main main
1: thing. Yeah, definitely, mm. yeah.
0: I love that. So, and you were talking about, um, obviously your editing is through Lightroom, so then you take it over to Photoshop. So do you do a fair bit of editing to your work or are you kind of just enhancing the, the
1: tones? Yeah, so, what was it, last year, I invested in a course um, which completely changed the technique that i was using so i would put the preset on in lightroom and then take it over into photoshop mm-hmm. to i mean you can still do the same things in lightroom but as you know in, in photoshop you use actions don't you rather than presets so it's just like sun overlays um so enhancing that nice sunset um smoothing skin a little bit Sometimes I can I even make hair look bigger, you know, because I mm. just want that kind of nice... Oomph. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it does take me a bit longer. And removing objects is just easier in Photoshop, so...
0: Yeah, no, totally yeah. agree. I think that's the thing, especially once you've established your workflow, initially it feels like a really lengthy process. But, you know, if you get it down, and even if you're spending 10 to 15 minutes per photo, but you're delivering a smaller yeah. collection then yeah.
1: it's your signature style. Well, actually, last year when I was... I had 11 sessions a month when we were com- when we came out of lockdown and the editing was too much. I just got to the point where I was like, I can't take... It was taking me eight hours per session to edit. So I've stopped doing... What I'm doing now is I'm offering soft... Um, like a soft proof gallery so basically i just put the preset on do a few tweaks and then send it off to the client and if they then decide they want the whole gallery i then edit it fully fine okay
0: so your packages um you include a a, a smaller percentage of the shoe and then they could have the option to buy the full thing if they want it
1: yeah so the session only includes five images so and then it's paying on top
0: which is a good upsell as well, in addition to your bottom line. Yeah, Yeah. amazing. Fab, so one thing I get asked frequently um, as a business owner, I think it's um, helpful for a lot of people who are usually at the beginning of their business journey or unsure what they should be focusing on, is if I were starting all over again today, what would I do differently? So I'd love to put that question to you. Do you know
1: what? (laughs) When everybody asks me this, because I've been asked this a few times, I get this really bad guilt about my business because I did really badly at the beginning like I'm not even gonna lie it was bad so when I was doing weddings I made a lot of mistakes back like 10 years ago not like you know recently um, I was shooting weddings that were like 250 pounds I didn't really know what I was doing um, I'm a bit of a I'm quite an impulsive person so once I'd shot my friend's wedding I thought oh I'm ready now to do weddings and I think if I could go back in time, I probably would have taken that a bit slower um, because I did rush it and I did just create work that I just don't think was very good. Um, and I'd rather have learnt to do that on weddings that were not paid, if mm. that makes sense, even though they, they, they were cheap. It's all um, part of the growing process though, isn't yeah, it? it is. It definitely is. And I'm sure there's others out there have done the same, but I do feel like my process has been long you know, new photographers are coming along all the time and they're, they look like they've already got their shit together. And, you know, I didn't have that then because I didn't have social media to inspire me and tell me wh- where to go. I just kind of was like winging it. And I think now with social media and Instagram and obviously that is social media, but with um, Instagram and Facebook, you, you get inspired by other photographers and you can kind of navigate your way through. Um, by looking at other people's mm, work. No, I
0: totally agree. I think. Yeah, I mean, well, when I first started, Instagram hadn't, I think it just been created. And Pinterest, yeah. Pinterest, you needed an invite
1: to be on there. Like Clubhouse. Oh, really? I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I just didn't use um, Instagram to its full potential back then.
0: I don't think anyone did, though. It was so... It's so new that transition into how social media is such a big part of everyone's, you know, day to day, especially if they're running a business. Um, That just wasn't really a thing then. I think a lot of traditional marketing was still around. And now if social media is not your main marketing technique or tool, then you can quickly get behind the curve, I think, you know. Yeah, definitely. Because we're in such a quick, active way now that everything's so like everyone wants to check yeah. people out on instagram or you know if you've got a business and you're not on some
1: form of social media like it's almost like oh do you even exist now like it's crazy yeah. isn't it but I I think as well the other thing I would change is I probably would have invested in a in a mentor mm. <laughs> because I think and it's just priceless really
0: yeah I'm to- totally the same I the point i knew that i wanted to leave my corporate job and take my business full time i invested in a mentor and things changed very quickly mm. i think it's one of those things where we can get caught up a lot in the well, how do we take a photo or you know building out a portfolio which is really important but sometimes you need the business aspect and the mentor to guide you through to to get to that end
1: point definitely yeah it's really important i think mm.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So what I would like to try, um, I th- I have mentioned it to you. I've got this like a little quick fire question round, which okay. don't get me wrong. It's not like a, <laughs> I've not invented this. It's, <laughs> I think it's quite a normal thing, but um, they can sort of be quick answers or a little longer. Um, so yes, we'll just, we'll just deep dive into it and um, I'm sure there'll be some gold. So what is your main tool of
1: your business? Oh, my main tool? Oh, I don't know. Well, I guess, what do you mean, like my camera? Yeah, that's what I thought you'd, what you'd say. I was oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking more like marketing tools for some Well, reason. it could be
0: marketing tools. Like but...
1: Studio Ninja or something. Yeah, oh, my camera, obviously my camera
0: studio ninja is amazing i know we're both we're both big advocates of it
1: do you know what i was on a clubhouse talk the other day and there was a photographer who's really good by the way and she doesn't use studio ninja and i was like how how are you doing it yeah as soon as i signed up to studio ninja
0: it transformed my business for the better changed Um, anyway that's a conversation for another day because i could talk about studio ninja all day (laughs) (laughs) um so do you shoot digital or film digital and what brand of camera do you use Uh, nikon d750
1: lovely and what's your favorite go-to lens oh it used to be my 50 when i was doing weddings um but since doing families my 35
0: yeah nice i think especially because you get such lovely landscape shots as well sort of captures it all doesn't it yeah what is your favorite social media platform instagram definitely I love it. And you're so good on stories as well. Definitely go check out Rachel oh, after you. this podcast because she's <laughs> awesome. Um, what is your best tip for self-confidence?
1: Um, for me, when I'm feeling a little bit meh about my business, about myself, one thing that I found really helpful is when I'm doing a blog, just looking through my images on Lightroom and going through all of my sessions, I'm like, actually, I'm really good. <laughs>
0: that's amazing that would
1: be my biggest tip just go through your go through your galleries and have a look at your work yeah almost
0: like a self-reflection of what you've what you've achieved yeah I love that yeah share with us a quick snapshot of your morning routine as a business owner and obviously I know you have a little boy as well so (laughs)
1: yeah I have a little boy so around about six half past six I hear mummy cuddles (laughs) and then I have to you know I send rich because I don't get up he (laughs) goes and I stay in bed for a bit um but I do love to work out first thing because it's you know my time where I don't have to be a mum I'm just on my bike I have a bike at home um or I go for a walk and I find that's where I get my most of my ideas randomly like when I'm working out um quick shower I don't have breakfast until really late I'm not an early eater but I do have like three coffees (laughs) um And then, yeah, if Dexter's with me, then it's it's a no-go for work. But if Dexter's at preschool, then I just crack on for, like, three hours and then I have to go and get him, so...
0: Amazing. Well, I love that. I love that you've got a really clear, defined balance between life, mum, and also work as well. And you've got boundaries around that, which is amazing. Yeah. Tell me your favourite quote.
1: Oh, I'm rubbish. I'm not a quote person. I'm not a person who likes positive quotes, but... Um, our, my favourite quote is if you're a bird I'm a bird oh I love that there you go because me and Rich have got that printed in our bedroom have you oh that's so cute I'm going to have to
0: watch The yeah, Notebook now film, afterwards I love,
1: it. I love that film <laughs> so good
0: um, what is your top productivity hack or piece of advice
1: I guess uh, writing things down I don't know yeah um, you're a to-do list kind of person I am, a, yeah, I am a to-do list kind of person I have to say yeah, I like to I like to keep my little to-do list but I don't actually ever follow it you know like people people do three things per day I'm one of those people that write down six things and try and do it all at once Um, but I'm exactly the same yeah (laughs) I'm a bit of a nightmare but I have to say when in April Dexter's going to be starting preschool full time so I'm going to make it my thing because I'm going to have six hours a day now Mm. going forward Um, I'm going to make it my thing to start getting more more productive with my lists um, and try and follow Mm. them a bit more
0: What's your number one piece of business advice?
1: Um, just keep going. I mean, even when it's feeling really rubbish, just keep going and don't. And I do this. I compare myself a lot to other people, but try not to do that. Totally agree.
0: And what is your top recommended business or mindset book? I don't have one.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't read. <laughs> I, I I um I used to read a lot. And uh, now I don't read at all because I have a kid and I find it really hard to to get into it. I tell you what though, I did, I did once listen to um, uh, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I thought that was quite good by Denise Duffel Thomas. And also Happy by Darren Brown because that is like the opposite of um, what's that book? The, the Secret? Oh yes. Yeah. You should read Darren Brown Happy because he. I've not heard that one. Yeah, he's he's he says it's like a dangerous way of thinking if you're always thinking like what she says in the secret, you know, if you're always every time you think about something, you manifest it. That's what she's sort of saying, mm. isn't she? You visualise it and he said, Well, what if you're a warrior and you're always thinking that you've got cancer? Are you mm. gonna get cancer? It's a really good book.
0: I'll have to read that. I I tried to read The Secret. I I really didn't get on with it. I tried watching the video, it it was okay. And then Netflix brought out a film I know, I recently. It. Um I mean, gosh, we can talk about visualization and manifestation we're div- a whole we're gonna, other time. We're do but we're
1: Clubhouse next week. Yes, that Definitely. would be really great.
0: So i well, will send out some details about that. But I think it's um yeah, that's a that could be a very deep conversation. It could be a deep conversation. A bit, it can be a bit woo woo as well. But I love that, so I'll I'll definitely check out Happy by Darren Brown. And I also agree that um, Get Rich Lucky Bitch is a really great um, one. I've listened to it. Uh, I've read it as a book yeah. format,
1: and I've also listened to it, it on Audible. Yeah. She's actually really good on Audible. I, I went to her um, thing in London. Oh, did you? you know, the, yeah, it was really good. And even though it is a bit of a cult, a bit woo woo, like you say the things that she says about money will help you in your mm. business because we as women the way we deal with money is totally different to how yeah. men deal with money
0: no agreed
1: so yeah it's a good yeah. one, that
0: one so obviously um this past year has been incredibly challenging totally uncertain and you know as things are starting to ease obviously we can all start to get a bit more excited about things kind of getting back Bit more back to normal and making plans and stuff so I would love for you to share what you've been working on in your business and what you've got coming up
1: over the next coming months so I have so I'm, I'm working on I mean weddings <laughs> the weddings that I was supposed to do last year are all moved to this year and they don't start till June as you know um, I don't have any small weddings that's so literally full-on from June weddings um, I've got a lot of brand sessions booked in which I love doing they're probably next to Next families, they're like my favourite, my favourite shoots to do. Um, And I've also got a workshop. Exciting. This is is what I mean when I say I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone, because I just thought, do you know what? I've always wanted to run a workshop and why not do it this year?
0: I love that. (laughs) So tell us a bit more about the workshop that
1: you're, you're going to be doing. Yeah. So it's, it's called um, Motherhood Collective. Um, And I'm going to have, I've, I've limited it to 10 people it's almost sold out, sold out, actually. I've only got three spaces left. But it's we're going to have like a maternity session. It's all styled. And then we're going to have a motherhood um, with an older child session. That's all going to be styled. Um, and somewhere in between, I'm going to be doing editing. So we'll actually do the editing there on the day. Lots of business chat, um, marketing, pricing, all that kind of jazz. So, yeah, I'm really excited.
0: Amazing. And I think it's a really great... Um definitely a great workshop for people who are wanting to get into that niche and I think motherhood families is such a a special um service to offer so I think that'd be amazing especially learning from Rachel as well she's an incredible business owner and photographer so I will leave the details down there so if there's some space left you can grab your spot um so amazing thank you so much Rachel it has been so incredible to talk with you and for our listeners to get to know you a bit better and a bit about your business behind the scenes um so yeah I've really enjoyed chatting with you today
1: thank you for having me I feel like I'm special because I'm your first person that you've interviewed <laughs> yay
0: <laughs> and I think it's really you know I've spoken to you about it before what the um you know what the purpose of the podcast is in these episodes it's really to inspire like-minded female photographers and business owners that you know we're just normal people with you know a, a passion to create a business and you know I think a lot of the time people think they're on their own or they don't have a story that yeah. they can relate to and I think You know it's nice to just share you know where we've come from and how we've got to where we are and that it's not necessarily like it's not impossible for
1: people yeah definitely Mm -hmm. I I have to say last thing my journey has not been easy um, and I don't know how I haven't given up but yeah they say it takes 10 years to build a business well they used to say that anyway back in the day (laughs) Probably isn't that long now, <laughs> um, and yeah, in the last two years, it's definitely got to a place where I want it to be. So
0: no, that's amazing, yeah. and I think also adding weight to what you just said, it takes ten years to build a business. I think a lot of people compare themselves to people who are further in business and going, why am I not where they are? And these things do really take time. And the fact that you know we've both managed to get through a global pandemic, I think definitely, exactly. <laughs> definitely changes yeah. the game. And I think. Um, you know, it's one of these things where you always have to continue to grow and things will never just be, it will never get to a point where it's just done. You're always growing and always learning and always adapting your business. So yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for
1: chatting with me. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed mine and Rachel's conversation about her business and finding out a bit more about her style and how she got to where she is today as always I would really appreciate any feedback or if you've got any future topics that we would love us to cover here at the ambitious and inspired podcast you can head over to apple Podcasts, or scroll down below and drop me an email in the show notes I would love to hear from you next week's episode on Monday is going to be totally golden so you're not going to want to miss out on that so I will speak with you really soon